As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. You know what I was thinking about recently, Michael? What's that? I could really use a business trip. <laughs> a business trip, really? <laughs> I was sure you were going to say a vacation, but... <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I do need a vacation, too. And I actually have a vacation coming up. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we're going to Mackinac Island in northern Michigan and visiting Sleeping Bear Dunes as well. We're bringing our bikes. So we've got a lot of biking planned and hiking. It, it will be great, but... but let's face it it's gonna be exhausting too we have two young kids and i don't know vacations like that are are awesome but not exactly relaxing per se oh i totally get that they're a little different than when you went on vacation before kids right not not saying it's better or worse just different but a business trip okay well hear me out on this one all right so usually a business trip 
is, you know, I'm staying overnight someplace. Uh, yeah, I'm there for work, but I usually have a lot of alone time too. I could get a nice dinner someplace, maybe even sleep in until, you know, 8 a.m. instead of 6 a.m. And generally, you just get a lot more alone time, which actually can be pretty nice to get a quick recharge. Well, it sounds like one of the people making one of today's confessions can probably relate a lot to actually. I noticed that and I'm excited to dig in on that one. So you know what? Let's do it right now. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito. Okay, so we have two confessions today. One of them, again, the person making the confession seems to be able to relate to my desire for a work trip at some point in the near future. <laughs> Let's actually hear that confession. Here it is. We're calling this one. I need a work vacation. I've been listening to some of your confessions and decided to submit one of my own. Most of those submitted seem to be the ones where the person submitting them would like to keep them hidden from their employer. With mine, well, I'm hoping you can keep it hidden from my family. Because here's the thing, I miss taking work-related vacations. I didn't look at all work trips that way. Certain meetings I'd fly in for were very mundane trips and ones I wasn't looking forward to, but others, I looked forward to them as if they were a personal vacation for me. Every year pre-COVID, my company would give me a certain budget to work with to attend a conference. These conferences I'd attend, these were different. I looked forward to these like vacations. It's not like they'd be a complete boondoggle. I'd learn a lot, make great connections. My notebook would always end up with pages full of ideas, but let's face it, I'd have a lot of fun too. The after hours events, the fancy sponsored dinners, the parties, I'd take those all in too. I'd come home feeling completely refreshed, much like the feeling I have when I'm actually going on vacation with my wife, just in a different way. Of course, I haven't had a work vacation like that in over a year now. I sure do miss those days, but please don't tell my wife that I miss it so much. See, Michael, I'm not alone. No, no, you're not. And we'll see if someone else can relate to this. As our guest today, we have Anna Retalia. Anna is the CEO and co-founder of Zook, a podcast marketing agency, actually. But in the past, Anna, like you, was actually a conference organizer as she founded Slush Singapore. Let's say hello to Anna. I am the co-founder and CEO of Zvook. That's Z-V-O-O-K. Uh, and we're basically revolutionizing the way um, brands collaborate with podcasts. Um, so our platform allows brands to find the most relevant podcasts to work with, um, optimizing for their budget, optimizing for their customer persona, and based on the content of the episodes. So we're actually the only platform in the world that allows you to go in there with a couple of clicks and 25 seconds, basically find the right combination of podcasts uh, that reach your customers across any network, across any size. We don't have minimum budgets, no exclusivity. So we're really kind of turning around the whole podcast advertising game and how easy um, it is uh, for, for podcasts. So you never need to go and Google podcast advertising ever again. You can just go and smoke it. Well, as a fellow conference organizer, organizing something that I hope people looked forward to attending on what are technically business trips. I'm curious to get Anna's thoughts on this one. I mean, I, I feel you, my friend. Uh, I, I feel you. I think this is a confession that a lot of people can relate to. Uh, and I actually used to be a, an event organizer um, before before my current startup. So I sort of know the excitement and everything that goes along with that and why those work vacations are so important. 
I think, you know, it's interesting when you think about people in the past year, I think in general, people have not taken as much time off, right? Because we're all at home and we sort of feel like, you know, outside of maybe Thanksgiving and Christmas, we feel like it's not really justified to take any kind of vacation at all. Because it's like, we're all working from home. Like, you know, we can take it. Um, so I, I'd say on a personal level, just in general, I would encourage people to be very mindful about if you do need a little bit of time off and Again, I don't know what kind of negotiation this would require from your spouse or whoever, but uh, do try to have those conversations and say, hey, you know what? I really do need a weekend off with my guys or gal friends, right? Like I just, you know, I know that we can't travel anywhere right now, but even within your own city or within your own state, like rent an Airbnb with like a small group of people and just, you know, have that very much needed time because mental breaks are super important. And then on the other side, I mean, from an, a company's and employer's perspective, uh, I think, I mean, we have talked about this with my team as well, and we've started to kind of throw some ideas for next fall of something that we potentially could do together as a team. And I think it's helpful to have something to look forward to, right? So then if you're an employee, go to your boss and be like, hey, why don't we start planning for something towards the end of the year? We don't know necessarily when it's going to happen, but we can already start throwing out ideas. Something to look forward to, I think, mentally, it just means a lot and it kind of mm. gets you through those days when you're, when, you know, when, when, when you're sad and you kind of feel like, you know, you've been, you've been home for, for a year and, and there's no way out. So um, I really encourage to have something to look forward to. Yeah, Mike, you actually did a personal sabbatical, didn't you, recently? I did. I took. I, it was a one day. I just <laughs> rented an Airbnb near me by a lake, and but it still, I had like a day to myself. And I love it. My wife had a spa day that was on a different day, you know, so we could kind of trade off. We have two young kids, but it's so true. Like we've been most of us kind of cooped up in our homes for you know over a year now. And I, I empathize with the person that made this confession. It's like these, you don't plan things like attending a conference as like a purely like, oh, there's no value in this. Like it's just a getaway. But that was kind of a, that was part of the benefit is like you could just sort of recharge, refresh yourself a little bit, come back to the office, maybe a little more, you know, pumped to put what, some of what you learn into practice. But it, we don't have to wait for those days where we're attending conferences to to get that on the personal side. We could do that right now. So I love that suggestion you made. Yeah, and I think it's it's very much, I mean, you only understand how much to, just that change of scenery recharge your batteries, right? Change of scenery being away from your everyday life. So super important. I mean, I just miss going to the office to begin with, right? So that's if we can start even from that, I'll be super happy. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a great one. We, we actually have on the books at Dribble a May 2022 company trip that we've it. been we, it was supposed to be may 2021 then september 2021 now it's may 2022 but we've kept it on the books because eventually we're gonna do it right and it gives yeah. it does give us something just like you were saying anna something for the team to look forward to in in the future when this is all past or at least we can travel again um i, I think that is really really important i empathize with this person i'm not a, a big travel person but uh, i definitely empathize with the sentiment of, of getting out and seeing the world a little bit. For sure. We'll be right back after a quick break. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. 
N. Backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. Well, we've got one confession down, another to go. This one's a little different and actually kind of complimentary towards us, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> really? Well, hey, I could use some compliments today. I don't, I don't know what kind of compliments you're talking about, but maybe we should get right into it. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Here's a confession we're calling. I got my product MBA from podcasts like yours. Back when I first got into product management 10 years ago, I really felt like I was floundering. There was practically nothing to help me. I already had an MBA, but it didn't teach me a whole lot about how to actually be a true product manager. I really just sort of figured things out on my own. Over the last few years, I've been grateful that there have been a lot more resources available. There are now more books on product management out there, more blogs, people to follow on Twitter, now even Clubhouse. But personally, I really love podcasts. Podcasts like yours and a handful of others have really been my way of staying current. So yeah, my MBA is great and all, but I've done the math. I've probably logged more hours listening to product podcasts over the past few years than I did going through my MBA program. So at this point, I like to think that I have a product MBA from podcasts like yours. Okay, well, first off, I'm really grateful for this confession. Thank you. But also, I can totally relate to this as well. Yeah, product management is in a field like design or development where people literally go to school to study those disciplines, or at least they can. Yeah, it's only been until very recently where any product management classes even existed. I actually created the very first and only undergraduate product management class at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio, and I'll be teaching it again this fall, as a matter of fact. That is really cool. Well, let's get Anna's take on this one. Let's see what she has to say about it all. You guys should start sending out certificates, right? Like MBA, podcast <laughs> MBA, you know, you've completed. Um, no, but I, I hear that. I mean, I, I learned so much from podcasts as well. And not just podcasts, but like a lot of the other sort of resources available. I think when I think about my own education, I mean, I'm from Finland, right? Education is free in Finland. So I, I have like three business related degrees, two of them masters, like super duper overqualified formally. And when I run my business right now, I'm like, are those MBAs helping me solve this problem? The answer 99% of the time is no, it doesn't really. That, But listening to a podcast does, listening to another founder does, like attending a particular event where I can share my challenges and, and have somebody to chip in does. So I sort of understand, I, I think there's been a lot of conversation about generally, you know, the role of the formal education and how much focus has been, you know, has been put on that. And I think really, I mean, that value kind of declines a little bit as we go. Uh, when we hire people, for example, I don't really care what, they, what they've what they studied uh, or whether they've actually have a degree uh, at all. Uh, you know, we have people in our team that have studied oil and gas engineering, uh, acting, um, you know, a whole bunch of different things. And they're phenomenal at their current jobs right now with us, right? Uh, so I do, I, I very much sort of, um, you know, relate to, to this person as well. I do think, you know, there is a, a, a place for a formal education. I think the higher you go in your career, 
the more you'll have to start thinking strategically. You have to understand frameworks. You have to understand planning and concepts. And sometimes, you know, you know, which is why a lot of people do an MBA or executive MBA further down in their career, because they have to start. It's not about executing anymore only, right? It's about planning. It's about being strategic. So in that sense, it might be helpful. But especially if you're early in your career or if you're a founder or if you work in a startup, what matters really more is the practical advice you can get. And I think podcasts are a phenomenal way to get that practical advice. And so I definitely recommend everybody to just binge listen to podcasts uh, and educate yourself. <laughs> I, I might be a little biased, but. Um. <laughs> I, I also, so I have an MBA and I actually just had a friend um, not long ago send me a text saying like, hey, I'm thinking of getting an executive MBA um, and so I'm like, give me a call. Like, let's talk about this. Cause <laughs> the, the cost to get one, I mean, it's a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, like for the school yeah. that he was going to go to. And I'm like, it could be awesome, but like, wh what are your motive? You know, why, why do you want to go down this path? Like, what are your, and I know where this person is in his career. He runs a business. That's like a solid business. I'm like, I don't know if you need an executive MBA, but there are, I mean, my advice wasn't necessarily just listen to podcasts, but I'm, but the point is there's all sorts of alternative ways to learn that some cost money, some don't, um, but might even be just a better investment of time. There's boot camps. There's, um, there's, uh, kind of like, what do you call it? Mastermind groups where you're, you're learning through other people. So, um, yeah, I'm, so I'm curious, like when you, even beyond podcasts, like what are some of the, like when you get friends that might say the same sort of thing to you, Anna? Like, what are some of the recommendations you might make? I mean, I honestly, I do, I do encourage people to listen to podcasts a lot. Um, but then other ways, you know, I think one of the best ways is really to talk to people in the industry or in the field that you're looking to learn, right? So use the networks. And there are so many places these days where you can tap onto networks, like um, a great network, uh, for example, for sort of young executives, Next Gen HQ. They're phenomenal. They have a, a very great sort of group of of people from different walks of life, super open to jumping into a call, helping, uh, and then pointing you then to the right to further resources that could be helpful to you. Um, so I always encourage people to find other people who are in the field that you're looking to enter or learn more about um, and have them kind of guide you through a little bit. And also, I actually have to say like this, I mean, podcasts in the US, for example, are still very much like, you know, I mean, some of them are in, in informative and, and, you know, some of them are recreational. But for example, in, in China, a lot of the people listening to sort of audio do audio courses, right? So you actually have education. It's like a knowledge sharing economy. It's like a $9 billion economy there. And it's basically wow. learning via audio it's huge wow. um so i do actually think that that's one of the ways how the audio will um sort of develop going forward so we might not be that far away from an audio mba like this <laughs> you are like the trailblazers guys you're the trailblazers <laughs> for this <laughs> we will be right back after a word from our sponsors All right, those were two great confessions. Very different, obviously, but both actually struck a chord with me. For sure, for sure. So we'll end with our one big takeaway from each. Where do we start? All right, I'll go first. Let's go back to that first confession. Um, my takeaway on that one was that we all need a little bit of alone time. And when we do get it, 
we should take advantage of it. For those of you out there that maybe you don't have kids and, and maybe you already live alone, you may be thinking, hey, I already get plenty of alone time, and you probably do. But speaking as a working parent, I do not get a lot of alone time. And, and don't get me wrong, I love my time with my family too, but we all do need that alone time. So whether it's taking advantage of a business trip, whether it's blocking time on your calendar to meditate or go out on a hike, uh, go to therapy, you know, whatever, time to yourself is important. If you're not getting it, make time for it. If you have things like, again, maybe there's a business trip coming up, use that as an opportunity. Of, of course, you likely wanna get back to your family as soon as you can, but there is a benefit to having that time alone. So take advantage of it when you can. I think it's great advice. I'm going to end with a takeaway from that last confession. The takeaway for me is that every single one of us has the opportunity to learn, and we have to take control of that learning. It's true that product management isn't something that's so widely offered in the academic world, but we all know that doesn't mean we can't continue to learn. We all learn by doing, of course. So there's many resources out there from podcasts like rocketship.fm, uh, but many others, right? From communities like Product Collective. Um, heck, you can spend days on YouTube watching keynote after keynote from Mike's industry conference. And those are some of the best product experts out there. So however you like to learn, you can create your own lesson plan and find the content. It's out there. And really, we should all be doing that. Whether we're new to product management, or not. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think this is probably a great spot to end, Michael. So until next time, for Michael Saka, I'm Mike Belsito, and this is Rocketship.fm. So long. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network, and if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com.